another episode of Grumpy Old Game Men and Their Dogs. We are back here in the Zen Room. It's day 243. We are now in our 51st episode. My name is Patrick Finn. I am here with the pugnacious Tommy Gibbons. Hello, bitches. And how are we tonight, Thomas? I'm fine, thank you. How are you? So far, so good. Okay. Yeah. Had a good weekend. Our show opened this weekend. And it went well, I heard. Yes, went generally well. Yes, the audiences really seem to enjoy the Scarecrow and Ms. Gale. What's the, is that the name of the show? That's the name of the show at South Shore Theater Experience on okay. Wellwood Avenue in Lindenhurst. Okay. And how is your show going? Uh, very well, thank you. Yes? Yes, it's very funny. People are laughing. That's Run For Your Wife, correct? Run For Your Wife. At the Manor Studio Theater, also on Woolwood Avenue in Lindenhurst. Yes. Cool. Five blocks down. Yep, and we're actually going to be coming to see your last show on Sunday, September 4th. Yeah, it closes Sunday. Yeah, and our last show is on Saturday, September 3rd. Oh, that's lucky. Right? Yeah. So, yeah, back-to-back closings. Yeah. Okay. Back-to-back closings. Right? (laughs) Sorry. I just thought that was funny. I don't know why. (laughs) So, what else? What are we talking about? What are we up to? Oh, I guess we want to get moving right on into the the show. Uh, It's the dead time. It's the dead time? Yeah, that sort of pause there. That okay. I, I, Are you feeling anticlimactic after last week weekend's, last week's festive episode? Oh, uh, that was, <laughs> that was fun. Yes, it was. It was annoying to listen to. <laughs> Why was it annoying? I couldn't get through most of it because it, it was just people screaming and yelling and laughing and, and, and um, yeah, I, it was too much. <laughs> Chaos, too Sorry much. that your tender ears couldn't much, handle it. Too much, too much. I thought you were made of sterner stuff than that. Why? I don't know. Okay. <laughs> You're just silly. I guess. Uh, no, it was a lot. It was like I couldn't hear Sheila in the back. Yeah, Sheila the, sat too far back. It was just, it was a lot. It was a lot of people talking over each other, a lot of screaming crazy queens. But we, actually, I cut out a lot of that I bet you did. Over, over chatter, you know? I had to cut out quite a bit, but it was, it was fun. Though. It was, it was fun a fun episode, I thought. All be with everybody time. and be in the same room. And... Yeah, it was a good time. Uh, yeah, it was fun. Right? It really was. So then I guess if that's the case, we're going to go right into our first segment. Mm. Yes, it's time for some heavy petting. Heavy petting. And tonight we're going to talk about a mystery virus that I was spreading among dogs in northern Michigan. Oh, dear. Yeah, it, been, it seemed to be going on for a couple of weeks. Many of the dogs that got this mystery virus were under two years old. And they were the symptoms were vomiting, diarrhea, lethargy, and having a bloody stool. But after, I guess, final, finally do some testing, they identified it as a, what they call a parvovirus, for which there is a vaccine. Parvo? A parvovirus. It is spread through fecal-oral contamination. So when unvaccinated dogs are outside and in contact with other dogs or contaminated stool, there's a risk of contracting this virus and spreading it. That's why areas like dog parks and some like boarding places are particularly high-risk areas for contracting something like this. Didn't there used to be a product called... What was the name of the disease? It's a parvovirus. Parvo. P-A-R-V-O. It seems to me that there used to be a product called parvo. 
Really? Maybe like a gelatin. Oh, let me go look. Or a flower. Shall I? I'll take a look and see what Harvo. The, see what the way back machine brings up. For I us. think in a blue and white. What do I want to say? Parvo uh, uh, packaging. No, the only thing. The first thing that comes up is canine parvo virus. Okay. Did they ever sell it in blue and white packaging? <laughs> no, it does not appear so. So why does it only? Uh, uh, happened to dogs in Michigan because they're like rim jobs up there. Well, uh, apparently, I guess there was this particular outbreak that occurred uh, with, uh, I guess, one dog had the virus, may not have been vaccinated for it. Okay. And before you know it, it spread among all these other dogs. But and, I'm in New York, so I'm okay. Yes. So you have nothing, you have nothing to worry about. But it also, mean, but it also should stress the importance of keeping up on your dog vaccinations. Oh, it here we go. Okay. Very, very important. What the, what the lesson was. Yes. It's very important. You keep up on your dog vaccinations. Vaccinate your shit. And it's, partic- and it's exactly because of situations like this that you need to keep your dog vaccinated. Okay. You know? See a regular vet all the time for it. You know, you should go at least once a year, you know, and get the dog examined and make sure you have the, all the proper vaccinations that a dog may need. Vaccinate your dog. Is your dog properly vaccinated? My dog is properly vaccinated. Good. So Dr. is Louis. So is Abigail. Okay. Yeah, Plus, she's vaccinated for all her allergies as well. Well, yeah, that dog takes more drugs than I do. Right. It's pretty amazing. <laughs> Uh, yeah, Leah, Lou is up on that. I, I believe in that. Cool. Uh, I think they should be vaccinated. Yes. You know, should do I need to vaccinate him against all of the things that are coming to that are going to come to him from deep in the woods or at the lakeside? Likely I not. Ain't going nowhere. I remember we were offered some other vaccination for some other uh, condition, which was like very, very rare. What's he going to get in Iceland? Uh, vaccine? Yeah. For what right? are you going to get where I live? Exactly. Please? Yeah. So we didn't get those extra ones but we yeah, got the yeah. necessary ones you yeah. know the ones that the dog needs you know vaccinate your dog yes vaccinate your dog and vaccinate your kids by the way and your damn self go to vaccinate right yes vaccinate yourself and your kids and your dog that's another thing yeah get yourselves vaccinated too but that's a whole other issue so we'll now move on to your favorite topic happy birthday <laughs> Many happy, happy returns. returns. A very happy, happy birthday. Very happy birthday. <laughs> yes, it's today's birthdays. How about what? If every week yes. you get a recording of somebody saying happy birthday in a different language. I'll see if I can work on that. I'll speak to my producer. It's a lot then of work. you can play with that. It's like, what language was that? Okay. Uh, you know what I okay. mean? Like, that sounds like, at least, okay. Okay. Uh, I'll look I, into I'm not, that. I'm not going to oversell it. I'll look into it. I will be making a note of it. Well, before I tell you that, I didn't realize that today is also marks the anniversary of when we recorded our first episode. Oh, uh, does it really? August 31st, 2020. 21 was our first released episode. Uh, for, wait, hold on. We had recorded one actually earlier, which I've heard you say. But, but then we didn't. Mean... But then we lost our producer, and then the time went by, and the episode became dated. I don't remember that. So then well, we these waited. Episodes are going to become dated tomorrow. Well, of course, of course they will. But, but people still listen anyway. Okay, so go ahead. So what happened? So basically, I had to find alternative birthdays to like the normal ones. Okay. Like, also today, like, Caligula was born, but we discussed him last year on his birthday. Yeah, and people were so rapt that they remembered the conversation. Yes, I know. 
So instead, I found another Roman emperor who was born today. On August 31st? On August 31st in the year 161 AD. Okay, that's early. Yes. He Damn. Was, his name was born, his name was, uh, he was born Lucius Aelius Aurelius Commodus. He's okay. better known as Commodus. Commodus. He was the son of Marcus Aurelius. I would say Areolus. <laughs> I, I I can't I can't, I can't. And anyway, his dad named him co-emperor at, at the age of fifteen, and then three nice. and then three years later, his father died, and he became full emperor. Okay. And then he changed his name to Lucius Aelius Aurelius Commodus Augustus Herculeus Romanus Exuperatorius Amazonius Invictus Felix Pius. I like Felix. <laughs> The feeling seems out of place. Yeah, absolutely, it seems out of place. You, uh, he took all the names already that ended with the S sounds. Well, it's all that's all the Latin. Of yeah, course. of course. Uh, Felix, I like Felix. You like Felix, like though. Felix. But his reign was marked by relative uh, peace militarily, but it was also known for numerous intrigues and conspiracies against Commodus. Which is why he needed so many fucking names. <laughs> well, that was part of his narcissism, which we're going to get into later. What do you mean later? Well, because there's How more. How much time we're going to spend on this? I'm going to tell you about this guy. Lucius? Two years after he began his reign as emperor, his older sister engineered a plot against him with her two lovers. Uh-oh. And they attempted to stab him as he entered a theater, but they fucked it up. And his sister was discovered as part of the conspiracy, and she was exiled and then later killed. And then he also executed a cousin and a brother-in-law. You got it. And then he discovered a second conspiracy that same year, led by one of his prefects. So after that, he spent as little time as possible in Rome. He was generally uninterested in administrative affairs. He would let his favorites run things for him and stuff. But by the age of 29, he became more of a dictator. And he was also considered handsome. And he had a beautiful physical body. And he saw himself as the incarnation of Hercules. Uh-oh. So then he had numerous statues of him portrayed as Hercules built all around Rome. Okay. And then following a fire in Rome in 191... Wait, that Hercules caused, was Greek, wasn't he? Hercules, uh, yes, but there's also a Roman counterpart. In just in all Greek mythology, like Zeus is known as Jupiter in Roman right, mythology. Right, right, right. And then you get your Swedes up there with God knows what the well, hell those, that's, that's a whole other different pantheon I don't, even, I don't even know what that is. But in 191, and Rome... And then you Asians, which, for fuck's sake... Uh, sorry. There's just a lot of, like, gods. Yes. A lot. Lots. Lots. Lots, Lots of, of gods. gods. Lots of gods. Lots of gods. <laughs> but anyway, following a fire in Rome in 191, he used the opportunity to declare himself the new Romulus, who was the original founder of Rome. Along with his brother Remulus? R uh, Remus. Remus and Romulus. And then he ritually refounded Rome, and then he named the city after himself. He also renamed the days of the week after him, using one of the numerous names that I gave you earlier. Okay. He was also a fan of gladiatorial combat and would stage games that he would actually participate in. Okay. Although the public found this to be unbecoming for an emperor. For an emperor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He also would fight exotic animals in the arena. And one story says that he killed 100 lions in one day. And there are stories of him killing three elephants and a giraffe. Okay, I'm sorry. Yes. Three lions in a day is ridiculous. Well, the 100 lions in one day. 100 lions in a day? Yes. All right, no, yeah, no, what the fuck? You know, a bit is, excessive, you think? A, a little excessive. I don't, you know, is this still the guy with all the names? Yes, it is. It's Commodus. 
Commodus. It's it's Commodus, all right. Well, anyway, in the year 192, he had a mistress named Marcia, although if we saw the spelling of it, you would say Marcia. It's Marcia, yeah. Right. And she discovered that her name was on a list of people to be executed. Well. So she conspired with two of the emperor's prefects, and she poisoned the emperor's food. But he vomited up the food, so then the conspirators sent his wrestling partner to go strangle him while he was in his bath. Stop. Right there. Okay. There's a lot in there. Okay. The first takeaway is no prefects. Enough with the prefects. Like, these guys are bad. They're, 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 Obviously, they're yeah. They're involved in every conspiracy. Right. The second thing is, she's an amateur, she used too much poison. Probably. She's, you know, but she's young and stupid, so whatever. <laughs> Okay, I want to spend a minute on the wrestling part. Mm-hmm. Uh, is this a euphemism type thing, or is this no? He's like... not known to be gay. He was very athletic. Like I said, he considered himself to be the incarnation of Hercules. So he didn't go to the gym. The gym came to him. I guess so. Okay. Yeah, uh, personal trainer. But yeah, he was. Like I said he was known for being a big fan of his own body. Okay, and particularly wrestling. Like, did he well, hunt? wrestling, also gladiator combat. Right, right, right. That's what I'm thinking is, uh, like, personal trainer more than, like, a... Because re- a wrestling partner, that's, you know, that's a Craigslist ad. That sounds like... <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's grinder. Yes, looking for a wrestling partner. <laughs> you know, it's totally... I don't totally... think he had any problem finding, quote-unquote, wrestling partners, as you mean. I, I didn't say... I, I just... Uh, yeah. No, but this was a real wrestling, wrestling partner. partner. Oh, and, and not a not a not a personal coach, not a <laughs> personal trainer. No, they a, referred to her as a wrestling partner named Narcissus, as a matter of fact. Narcissus, which, is, which is ironic in a Narcissus sense. Narcissus was his. Narcissus, yeah. Was his wrestling partner? No, it was the name of his wrestling partner. This story just gets hotter and hotter. How come I don't know this? Right. These are the, because you you see all these fictional stories about emperors, and it's like go to the real history. Right, go to it's the a lot more interesting. Which brings me to the um, to the uh, question of well, there in the film Gladiator in two thousand, remember the Russell Crowe movie? I remember that it happened. And the name of the emperor in that was Commodus, played by Joaquin Phoenix. Oh, I like but Joaquin. He was a total fictionalization of what the real Commodus, Commodus was. was. Because in the movie, he actually killed his father. Well, was there? And that's happen in the actual history. Had there ever been, had, was there ever another Commodus? That was the only Commodus at, at um, that time, yeah. In, like in all of the Roman Empire? As far as I know, yeah. Because there's a shit ton of Augustuses. Yes, well, yeah. Well, they all had those long names yeah, and everything. Right, but... Uh, I don't uh, think so Commodus was a very was popular no, like, name. second Commodus or... Not, that I'm, not that I'm aware of. I could be wrong. So I'll what I'm saying is that when they say Commodus in the movie, it's probably to put you in time. Right. You know what I mean? This is when this happened. Right. Unless they flashed on the fucking screen, this is like one... Well, as they say, because they already mentioned Mark. They showed Marcus Aurelius in the movie, so you know the time period already. Well, yeah, so I'm they just, use the historical time period. They just change the story around completely. Right. So at that time period that they decided they were going to do, Commodus was the man. Yeah, he was okay, the. Emperor. So they used his name. Yeah, they fucked up the story, but they but used yeah, his totally. Name. And his, like I said, his story seems to me a hell of a lot more interesting. I think if people knew that they had fucked with Commodus's story, that movie would have been like blanketed with protest. <laughs> Why do you say because that? Because how dare you change Commodus's story? I'm just saying, it's, maybe it's just me. <laughs> so Yes, I can see a bunch of old historians marching up and down in front of the theater with signs. With signs. <laughs> Commodus did not kill his father. <laughs> so to Commodus, we say...
Happy Day. birthday. Yeah, take it easy on the names. <laughs> Like you could, are you gonna have a junior? Because no, no, ain't gonna work. <laughs> anyway, we now move on to our next segment. Bring out your oh, who died? Oh, I know who died. Bring out your date. Who do you think died? It was the guy who was on Friends and the other show, the actor. Oh, I wasn't even gonna be talking about him. He died. Ron, he he had R's in his name. Okay. Wait, then if if uh well, are you talking about Gorbachev? Yes, uh, I was going to talk about Gorbachev. I think he was the big name that died this past uh, yeah, week. Yeah, probably was. Yeah, Gorbachev, pretty high. For those of you who are not familiar with Mikhail Gorbachev, he was the last leader of the Soviet Union from 1988 to 1991. I don't think anybody who listens to this podcast needs it. To know who he was. Why not? Because they were there. No, they not. lived through. Actually, when you consider our largest demographic is in the twenty-five to thirty-four range, no, most of them don't know this history. I have nothing to say. But anyway, when he became leader of the Soviet Union, he started instituting economic reforms and political reforms. The, the terms glasnost and perestroika came into vogue during right, that right, time. Right, right, right. Oh. And uh, he even instituted a Congress of People's Deputies that elected were directly elected by the people, and they in turn elected the members of the Supreme Soviet, the main legislative body. That had, okay. never, that had never happened before. Well, I thought he his whole idea was to democratize the Soviets and not break up the Soviet Union. He, he didn't want so much democratize it, he wanted to make gear it more towards socialism. Such as European socialism. His goal was not to break up the Soviet Union. No, that was not point, his goal. Which is the result of... But he really didn't do too much to stop it, because during his time in office, you had Poland with their free elections, and they wiped out the communists. You had a violent revolution in Romania. So what was the You had German him? reunification. Was he just like some good guy? Like, what was the deal with Gorbachev? He basically, there wasn't really too much he could do to stop what was happening. The Soviet economy was in shambles at this point. Well, and that was like the biggest it criticism. Been since they killed Nicholas, let's be honest. <laughs> or, or Alexander, whoever the fuck he was. Alexander. Uh, the, yeah, the guy. The but war. by 1990, Lithuania, Moldova, Estonia, Latvia, Armenia, and Georgia left the Soviet Union. I mean, if you can hold on to Latvia. And then in August of 1991, hardliners, Marxist hardliners, then staged a coup against him while he was on vacation with his family. And they basically stayed in power for like three days, and then they basically surrendered. And eventually then, Boris Yeltsin became the president of Russia. It was no longer the Soviet, the Soviet Union. Union. Right, right, right. And right, that right, all right, ended. Right. But Gorbachev, he actually ran for president again in 1996, and he came in seventh. Okay. <laughs> so he didn't do too well. Well, he, I, you know, you can't look at the career and the uh, of Mikhail Gorbachev and say he didn't do so well. He should not have come, tried to come back is what he did. He had no. his place in history. On a domestic a level he's not viewed properly. On the international level, he is. Because he met with Reagan, he tried to ease the Cold War tensions. How did the people... They discussed argue? reducing the nuclear, no, the arm, the nuclear weapons arsenals. What's the people of the of the of your Estonia's, your Moldovias, and your those places think about him? Because if they have an independence that he did not try to block, right? Then they not, don't think too badly of him. I'm sure. I'm sure. I don't know. Gorbachev was a big deal. It was a big deal back then. Yes, Fuck. he was very big deal. Fuck. 
People consider him one of the most foremost statesmen of the 20th century. Yeah, and it's weird because he's Soviet, and you think of him like he's a, he leans a little bit more toward your uh, Winston Churchill's. But that, <laughs> you yeah, know what I mean? That's that he does with, the, with, with yeah. your uh, other Stalins or whoever he follows. Well, that's the thing because like, he, you know, he was trying to, he was moving more towards a more socialist philosophy. But even near the end, they interviewed him. He said, he goes, I still like Lenin's ideas. I thought Lenin had some great ideas. You know, so he was—he wasn't giving up, giving up totally on all of that. No, he was, but he was who he was. He came a long way as far as Soviet leaders before. You know, I'm thinking of the ones before. Well, him. That's the thing. He was. Oh a my Soviet. God. He was just a. He was just a little to the left of most Soviets. Yeah, but still a Soviet. That's like being a little less uh, Nazi. You know, <laughs> I'm not quite as Baptist. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Oh, my God. So, yes, yeah, so that's the story of Mikhail Gorbachev. Died at the age of 91 just 91 yesterday. yesterday. Yep. Son of a bitch. We now move on to our next segment. Oh, the Today in history. <laughs> the clicking talk, that, that loud, dark sound clicking away. You like that sound? It's, well, it's, it's, it's mood right now. It's oh, like this is sort of where I am. Sets the mood? Tick tock, no, tick tock, tick tock, tick tock, tick tock, tick tock. That's sort of where my head is. So if I seem a little off, we'll know why. It's the TikTok. <laughs> TikTok yeah. has set you yeah, off. That's, that's where my head is. So, well, you sure it's not the other TikTok today, you're talking t- about? Today. <laughs> today in history. Today in history. Today on August 31st in 1961. 1961 or 51? 61. 61. The first English language film to use the word homosexual, homosexual was it shown in a feature film in the United Kingdom. I read that today. It was the British suspense film Victim. Is it any good? Actually, I saw it. It is a good film. Okay. Starred Dirk Bogard and okay. Sylvia Sims. Now, for those of you who don't know or not familiar with the history, as of 1961, homosexual acts were still illegal uh, between men in uh, in England and Wales. Now, that what didn't change until 1967. And you're talking with with the arrival of uh, you know everything that 1967 brought. Uh, the word itself, homosexual, that that word didn't exist until the 50s. You, like I said, you yeah, you couldn't say it. You know, it was, there was no word. Well, there, there were other words. There were other words. There, there was the the people existed, so there was a way to identify them. Yeah, but the word homosexual didn't exist until like the 50s. Well, actually, you know, the word homosexual existed since like the late 19th century. I don't think you're right. I bet I am. I I, I know you do bet you are. <laughs> We'll look that up later. Well, which means it's never going to happen. <laughs> 51 episodes later, but anyway, no email address. As, as to Dirk Bogart, he was... One certain- year, no email address. How hard is it? <laughs> To establish an email address for somebody. Anybody? Anybody? You got anybody out there? Anybody? Ask my, you? Ask you my producer. Ask my producer. Anyway, at the time of this movie, Bert Bogart was 39 years old and was probably the most popular actor in British films. Sounds like a Flintstones character. And after the role was turned down by several other actors, he accepted it immediately. He played the gay guy? Yes. Okay. And he was actually suspected to be gay as he shared a home with a man for almost 40 years. Well, that's, that's pretty gay. He I mean, also refused to engage in a marriage of convenience, which is why he never really made it big 
in Hollywood at all. Okay. He also went on to, went on to star in the 1971 film adaptation of Thomas Mann's uh, novella, Death in Venice. Have you ever seen that? I've never seen that. Oh, that's really good. Is it gay? Yes. Okay. It's about this closeted gay artist who becomes infatuated with this beautiful young boy on the beach. And at the same time, there's this... Sounds creepy. There's like this plague going on through Venice at the same time. When you say young boy. Yeah. Probably like preteen. Uh, that's creepy. Yeah. Yeah, I don't like it. Yeah, but well, the story is really good. I, I would recommend reading it. Okay. Anyway. I mean, the photography can be beautiful, but if it's, you know, fucking Nicole Culkin, I might just... <laughs> Anyway, when the film was released, the uh, British Film Academy, whatever is in charge, association there, they gave the film an X rating, recommending it for adults only. Was was there any penetration shots? No, there's no, no f- nothing, no, no nothing f- sexual shown at all. No fisting. The the secretary of the uh, government organization raised four objections to the film. One, that a man says of another man, I wanted him. Oh, dear. Second, that references to quote-unquote self-control were omitted from the film script. I don't know what that means. That these people would try to control themselves because of their homosexual tendencies. Oh, so that they didn't They omitted try. that from the film script. They omitted script that. That was submitted to them in the script. Maybe, they submitted had, for maybe those characters they were portraying didn't feel the need to uh whatever you said well that's part of the thing is they said that it leaves a discussion without sufficient counterbalance okay and then third the film implies that homosexuality is a choice which is a dangerous idea to put into the minds of adolescents who see the film yeah, because I bet he was hot. And then finally, the one blackmailer who unleashes a tirade against homosexuality is so unsympathetic that the views expressed by him will be discredited. Oh, dear. <laughs> okay. So then the film was submitted to the United States, and the oh God, Motion Picture Arts of Association would not give it its seal of approval, because they cited the film's candid and clinical discussion of homosexuality, and over an overtly expressed pleas for social acceptance of the homosexual, if you're having, to, to if the you're extent ha- that he be made socially tolerable. If you're having a clinical discussion about homosexuality, you're doing it wrong. <laughs> That's well, that's my takeaway from that. Well, anyway, in 1962, the Hollywood Production Code agreed to lift the ban on films using homosexuality as a plot device. And the film was released in February of 1962. What about a character? It was choice? given a PG-13 rating. Really? Yes. So they so they didn't even take a shirt off? No, no. There's no nudity, no sex at all in this movie. All right, you know it's what? all about this successful uh, barrister and attorney, and he's married, and he has an old gay friend friend who comes to him for help because he's being blackmailed and he stole money from his job and now he's about to get arrested and he gets arrested and before you know it he commits suicide in jail so his friend then seeks sort of justice for him by then investigating the whole thing before you know it he becomes a subject of blackmail as well well yeah because you're not going to put yourself in any kind of position like that unless you were fucking like the two guys were fucking that's why he went back to save them well it's not it's not clear whether they were fucking or not in the movie they were fucking they couldn't say they it just says that they were friends and they were being blackmailed because the blackmailer had a photograph of them fucking when one was consoling the other one in a car. Fucking. They were not fucking. All right, it was a blowjob in a car. <laughs> it was not I'm sorry. Bad. Hello, 90s. <laughs> this is 1960. That's what I'm saying. They didn't everything show had those to be, kind of Everything things. had to be mysterioso and disguised and sort of... <laughs> that's why there's the, the, the different language friended Dorothy so people wouldn't know the green boutonniere for fuck's sake. <laughs> You're going back to the 19th century, for God's sake. I'm going wherever I'm going. 
TikTok, bitch. TikTok. I don't have time for stories that don't include nudity. Oh, in that case, you don't want to talk about the next uh, event on this day in history, then? Go ahead, go that ahead. That occurred on August 31st, 1997. Oh, this is Diana, no. And that's exactly what it is. Diana, Diana Princess of Wales, her companion Dodie Fayed, and driver Henri Paul died in a car crash in Paris. Henri, you did us bad. A French investigation found that dri- the driver lost control of the vehicle at a high speed while intoxicated by alcohol and under the effects of prescription drugs, and that he was solely responsible. Responsible. But in 2008, the jury at a British inquest returned a verdict of unlawful killing through grossly negligent driving by Paul and the paparazzi vehicles that were following after them. He was being chased. Do you know what I'm saying? He had high-powered people in the back of his car. And listen, Henri, you did wrong. Oh, yeah, he fucked up. Okay. Roy, what I'm saying is, what his job was that night, he went to work thinking, I'm going to have to take what's-his-name and the bitch over to the place, and that's a, and I have to sit out there and wait. Blah, 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 blah. So that's what he was ready for. He was not ready for what happened to him that night. No, he wasn't. Nobody was ready. I'm still... I, it still is a, a sore point. It still is a very sensitive spot for me. That's one of the... This is one of those... I know exactly where I was and what I was doing when the news came. Issues for me, like, I know what was going on. Yeah. This was a big deal. No, it was shocking news. Diana was was a big deal. Worldwide. It was unbelievable. The outpouring of sympathy for her, the family. And I think that's because a lot of people felt like I do, that she was, it was personal. Her thing was, like, I had a personal thing with Well, that's why she was known as the princess of the people, you know? The people's princess. Yeah, the people's princess. Yeah, uh, I had a personal thing with Because she did make that personal connection. Listen, uh, there's nobody, you know, her and her husband, did she act like a spoiled brat, like a, like a rich bitch, like a, she was, she was plucked out of nowhere and put into this thing. And they said, you'll do fine. Your bitch grandmother's going to (laughs) help. So, yeah, no, I mean, Diana is iconic to me. She always will be. She'll always be um, in the revenge dress. She'll always be in that hair with the with the ring. Uh, and she'll always be running along the deck of the ship to the boys. Always. And I always think of her going to the AIDS clinics. Oh, God. So she really brought a focus to that. Now, this brings a, this brings a, a whole shit ton of other stuff, but also a musical theater reference. Oh, God, don't mention that musical. But they, they tap danced. That Patrick, musical was awful. They, she went to see the people in uh, the AIDS ward, and uh, they did a dance routine. I know. Patrick. That musical is awful. How could you not mention it? Easily. Especially it is so horrible. For her to touch, for her to touch a person with that makes AIDS. That makes Carrie look like Tony winning material. I tell you what, I tell you what, Carrie, you take another look at Carrie, you take another production I like Carrie. Carrie, I love the music in Carrie. Uh, there's a lot to do in Carrie. There's but a, Diana. Carrie, Diana was, the uh, Diana was bad, the, the lyrics were Oh my God, the lyrics are horrible. Okay, but we're not doing the woman any justice by talking about it. What I'm saying this, is. This musical didn't do her any justice. They tried. They, they really tried. God, they tried failed royally her touching an AIDS patient her spending time in the same room with an AIDS patient her hugging uh, little black kids in Africa and her doing the thing with the mines and all of that shit is what makes her the icon Okay, deserving of all the love and respect because yep. she, like I say, was plucked out of nowhere. She was of the upper class in England. Yes. But she was a nobody. Yeah. 
And her family was basically, everything was inherited. What Her father was the 8th Earl, or her brother is now the 8th Earl. Something so like you're that, talking yeah. eight generations later, who the fuck are you? Uh, and for her to decide, you know what, I'm not going to just take my kids and run. I'm not going to just fuck it. I'm going to spend the rest of my life trying to do something with this publicity that eventually killed her. Yeah. And uh, she had the best of intentions, and she did good work. And uh, she was beautiful and, and young and gorgeous, and I love those things. Good. Iconic. Very iconic. Diana. Yes. Diana. Don't watch that musical. Diana hit me hard. The musical <laughs> the musical was bad. Yeah. It's yeah. It that's... was it was bad, but it but it had Diana and it did it did her aesthetically correctly. She looked right. She looked right, yes. That's all the only thing they, they got right. Patrick, she did a dance number with the AIDS patients for fuck's sake. How good could it be? I I I say that. I admit to that. But all things Diana are to be revered one way or the other. It's Diana oh for fuck's sake. Oh my god, not that thing though. Oh no, not that thing. Yeah, it was it was it was bad. Lyrics were particularly bad. Yes. Alright, so Diana, uh yeah, tribute to Diana. Always. Yes. Always. Amen to Diana. Amen to Diana. We now move on to our next segment. What day is it? Could you play tell me? What day is it? How could you say? So and we have two occasions to celebrate today. I can't wait. The first one is Diatomaceous Earth Day. Uh, Diatomaceous? Yes, Diatomaceous I Earth need a Day. definition, please. Uh, language of origin. I'm assuming that's like Latin or Greek. Uh, could you uh, use it in a sentence, please? Happy Diatomaceous Earth Day. Uh... <laughs> Uh, can I have a definition, please? Well, that's what I was about to tell you what diatomaceous earth is. So why did you make me go through all that? <laughs> it was very amusing. Oh, really? Diatomaceous earth is a sedimentary rock for, formed by diatoms, which are microscopic algae. And this rock can be crumbled into a fine white powder. These Diatoms generate about 20 to 50% of the oxygen produced on the planet. The And they live on this rock. Yep. And well, these... they create this. They form Well, they this create rock. it. They form it. The form, rock is made it's of form, They have, like, believe it or not, even on a microscopic level, they have, like, a hardened shell. And that okay. forms and the diatomaceous All together, earth. together. That's like the ant lifting the cow. Sort of, I yeah, guess, the, yeah. The colony of ant lifting yep. the cow. Okay. But diatomaceous earth is used in filters, kitty litter, metal polish, toothpaste, insecticide, and thermal insulation. Okay. However, it can be can be damaging to the lungs if inhaled. Any powder can be. Yes. So let's just say that right there. Yes. The diatomaceous earth. Diatomaceous earth uh, <laughs> is a powder. They they pound these these little fucking bugs into powders. So well, well like, yeah, they form like the rocks. Bug. They they break the and the, the rocks break up very easily. They probably break up in your hand. So it's bug rock. Bug rock. It's a bug rock. So that, happy that, bug rock. Happy, <laughs> and they use this shit to make shit. Yes. They grind it into a powder to make shit. Bug yep. rock. Bug rock. All right. Happy Bug Rock Day. Happy Bug Rock Day, bitches. And today is also International Overdose Awareness Day. Okay. What are we overdosing on? Well, in 2021, the United States set a new record with over 107,000 people dying from overdoses. We are number one, bitches. That's one overdose 
for every five minutes. USA. War, yeah, USA is number one. Worldwide, over a half a million people die each year from overdoses. Okay. Last year, overdoses involving fentanyl and other uh, synthetic oh, opioids. I heard think about fentanyl today. Well, overdoses surpassed $71,000, up, up 71000 up 23% from the year before. They're, they're covering it in like a kid's candy. It's like a rainbow candy-looking thing. It's fentanyl. Okay. There are also is a 23% PSA out there for you bitches. There also is a 23% increase in deaths involving cocaine and a 34% increase in deaths involving meth and other stimulants. The state with the biggest increase of Hold on, overdoses, let me guess. Let me guess. Let me guess. Okay. Biggest biggest increase in overdoses? Yep. In Mississippi. Nope. Am I in the right area of the country? Nope. Um, Portland, Maine. Nope. Um, Get one more guess. Okay, one more guess. I'm going to the other coast. Uh, no, I'm going to sit in Detroit. <laughs> You'd be sitting in the wrong place right, then. Where, where is it? Alaska. Oh. So a 75% increase in 2021, the largest jump of any state. Now, this may not be related. Okay. But I understand that in Alaska, the population is like one woman for every fifth man. <laughs> Probably something okay. like that. So now what I'm saying is that that has to be a heterosexual man. <laughs> Probably, Do you know what I mean? Yes. It's and it's the very uh yeah it's gotta be an an epicenter of angry white men. Okay. So I'm thinking that Alaska makes sense because those straight men, man, it's not good they're not looking good for them. <laughs> They they don't they they have to be the peacock. Yes, you know they what I mean? do. Because she she has five of you to choose from. Oof. And guess which state saw overdoses fall by two percent? Tennessee. Nope. Alabama. Nope. Washington. Nope. Hawaii. Oh. I, okay. All right. I. It seems kind of selfish to overdose on Hawaii. I, that's. I don't want to say it like that. <laughs> But but it's but considering my initial the, feeling. Considering the opioid addiction that is taken over. Well, are you the country, talking about opioids? Well, like I said before, fentanyl and opioids were deaths up were up twenty three percent from the year before. So I'm thinking heroin. They accounted for seventy one thousand of the hundred and thousand hundred and seven thousand deaths. Fentanyl. Fentanyl and the other opioids. The opioids usually for back pain. Doc, I got pain in my back. Yeah. But since 1968, over 1.2 million Americans have died from drug overdoses. Hold on. That can't be right. That's too small a number. That's right. 1968? Yep. That's 54 years ago. Yeah. Only a million Americans. Yep. Seems like a small number to me, don't it? 1,200,000 Americans. That's pretty high. It's 54 years. Yeah. Well, that's high enough. It's high. It's sad. <coughs> It's, it's a million families. It's a million uh, people who are, you know, related, closely related, who feel that. So it's, it's a, it affects a huge number of people. I just, I'm surprised at how small that number is. I don't I'm glad it's not higher. I'm sorry. <laughs> you are know? you trying to make me into some kind of, yeah, well, it's easy. <laughs> I just had that whole conversation without you. And that's quite all right. Anyway, we now move into a brand new segment tonight. Oh, I hate surprises. Make just one someone. I'm not participating. Yes, it's five Make minutes with Audra. One. I'm not participating. Well, since you seem to have so much you wanted to say about no, Audra, we I had this discussion last week, so I figured we'd host a new segment tonight called Five Minutes with Audra. 
Okay. When you're so, done, do you think you can spend five minutes when you're done talking about order? And let, point to me when you're done. Oh, so you don't want to do this segment then? I do not want to do this. <laughs> and segment. why is that? First of all, because it's disrespectful. <laughs> How is it disrespectful? Because it's mocking. I'm not mocking anybody. You are apt- Look at if you could physically see yourself right now. You I'm are not mocking Audrey McDonald. Little if I am mocking Irish anybody, it's you, stuff. motherfucker. It's fine. That's fine. I'm the one in the room. Okay, so I'm the one who's sitting across from you. Totally mocking Tommy. <laughs> totally, totally mocking. Thank right? you, my producer husband Steve. Mocking okay. you, not Audra. Uh, well, <laughs> we love Audra. You hear me tolerate? I, I, and thank you for the problems. I mentioned Audra yes. when it is appropriate. <laughs> ah, when we're talking about things like goddesses. Ah, okay. So, so, so for me to 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 to, to spend five minutes is first of all you just being a dick, <laughs> okay. And I'm not gonna I'm not gonna jump into that. I'm going to continue my uh, worship of her, okay, of following her career and and doing uh, uh, everything I can to promote. She don't need me. She's Audra McFucking Donald. No, but you seem to need her. I do, and for that you are mocking me, which makes you. Let's turn the page. How far are we from? From this page of fascism, <laughs> uh, we're gonna we got a few more episodes yet. Few, okay, we got yeah. a few more okay. segments yeah. yet. Fuck you! You're gonna make fun of me like that. No, I will not apologize for my affection for that woman. I will not. I'm not asking you to apologize. I, will not, I, will I was not. just asking you to orate about her. I will not. <laughs> I, I will not. I am not worthy. I think you're depriving our fans. I think they should of go. your wonderful knowledge of. Everything Audra. I think they should go buy some Audra McDonald albums. <laughs> and, and then it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter that she was from California, that she was a little lunatic crazy again. The parents put her into dance. It doesn't matter. None of that matters. Okay. The work matters. The work matters. And don't make me. <laughs> Does that mean we're going to move into our next segment then, I guess? It means we should have done it three minutes ago. Well, we're now going to do it anyway. Could you go back to play the song again? Yes, it's time for a look into my briefs. Yeah, we all know what that means. A judge in Virginia rejected an effort by Republican politicians to have two books labeled as obscene and illegal to (laughs) sell or lend in the state. Obscene? Uh, Yep. The books challenged were... One called Gender Queer, an okay. illustrated memoir by, by non-binary author Maya Kobabe or Kobabe, and a fantasy novel called A Court of Mist and Fury by Sarah J. Moss that had some sexually explicit scenes. But former congressional candidate Tommy Altman and his lawyer, who was also a member of the Virginia House of Delegates, sought to make these books unavailable to minors. But the judge ruled that the law under which they brought the case was unconstitutional, as it violated the rights to free speech and due process. And she also said that even under the law, the book could not be uh, called obscene only for minors. So she ruled against them, but they said that they're considering an appeal. That's interesting. Right? It can't be obscene just it's for minors. It's only obscene for minors. Yeah. It's got to be obscene for everybody. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. Okay. Right? That's pretty cool. My standard is, if your, li- if your school library has the book Ulysses in there, then any other book can be there. <laughs> you know? Please. Because <laughs> that book has farting. It has shitting. You're gonna it put, has masturbation. You're going to put the Bible in their hands. <laughs> okay? <laughs> That's God rape. Oh, God. 
Okay. okay, you talk about you talk about crazy shit that goes on in that book. I know <coughs> slavery and anti-women and kill your children and paint with pig blood and uh, it's crazy. It's crazy. But the thing about the gay lesbian, no, fuck yourself. Go fuck yourself. The gay lesbian. The gay lesbian, as opposed to the straight lesbian. Exactly, because some lesbians. That's not true. That's not. That's just <laughs> totally wrong. Yeah, no, the gay lesbian. All right. <laughs> God, you are such a... Okay. <laughs> you say so. Shall I move on to the next segment, then? If it includes you, six feet underground. Oh, here we go. Here we go for the Week in Fascism. And this week, we that, go... And it was too abrupt. Yeah, it was too abrupt? It was way too abrupt. Oh, I'm so sorry. I'll let it go on longer next time. No, not that So this way to... you can say no. it's on too long. No, it's... I didn't say it was too... I said it was abrupt. Oh. Okay, if you could fade it out 30 seconds earlier, that would be great. Well, if I had a third hand, I would do that, but I don't. Okay. <laughs> Ask the producer. <laughs> anyway, this week in fascism takes us to the town of Roanoke, Texas. Oh, that's where the first thing that they never, they don't know what happened to those people. What people? Roanoke people. No, no, that was Roanoke, Virginia. That's what Roanoke is. This is Roanoke, Texas. Oh, fuck. Texas. <laughs> well, this was a minor, this was a, what, I guess you might call a minor victory for, for the anti-fascists down there. This man named Jay Anderson, he owns a business there called the Anderson Distillery and Grill. Even Mexico don't want Texas back. And he sponsored a drag brunch there that was hosted by his son, who performs in drag under the name Trisha Delish. Oh, that's cute. Right? Trisha Delish. And, of course, once word got around of it, <coughs> some feathers were ruffled. Well, Trish Delish needed a boa. <laughs> I don't mean those kind of feathers. You can't be delish without a thick turkey mm. feather boa. But anyway, a group of people showed up to protest and they were armed. The only other problem is there were people there defending the... Uh, event going on and they were armed yeah 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 this is this is where this becomes comic yeah because I watch video of it it's just it's so ridiculous it's, the whole what it generates to it's completely ridiculous yeah it is but thankfully the police were there no arrests were were uh, occurred at the event the event was completely sold out standing room only okay it was very successful okay but they didn't like it because it was a drag queen of course it was so a they showed drag up event. Armed. that's those are the new top you know, the new you know targets now there was you know? a, a tweet today from from one of those two horrific women marjorie taylor Kate marjorie taylor green or the other one lauren bobert lauren Bo there was one of the uh a drag show is no place for children yeah are you kidding me <laughs> are you kidding if i, I want to bring my children but you can bring your ch no go fuck yourself go, yeah go with yourself listen drag queens can be trashy it's sort of part of the thing mm -hmm. they have foul mouths yeah which is sort of part of the thing but if you take a drag queen and say will you do your character and read a children's book you're not going to get anybody who's going to read a children's book better to a group of kids than a drag, than a fucking queen. drag queen and this particular event they specified that it's a family friendly event of there course. was going to be no nudity no profanity nothing right, like right, that right 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 I know it's open to the full public. Yeah. You know? Yes, yeah, because you know that it's a man in a dress and you want to fuck it. So you don't 
want anybody else to know. But it just makes me nervous when I see here that both sides are now showing up, showing up to these events armed. armed. Of course. It's like, how long is it going to be before some asshole fires a gun <laughs> really, and sets really something off? Really soon. You know? Really soon. It's getting so much. Patrick, I heard, and I admit it fully, it was Rachel Maddow. Nothing wrong with Rachel Maddow. Not not to me, but to some people. They yeah, really you know, they're really like, did. oh, she's the ultra liberal. Exactly. exactly. Okay. Blah, blah, blah. But she's telling that that doesn't mean she's a liar. No. Okay. So she's presenting. She's always verified everything she t says on the news. It seems you know? that way to me. So it, she's telling the story about people who are protesting and threatening and making threats to the National Archives. To the National Archives. To the IRS. To the FBI. The IRS, I could almost understand. The FBI, I can almost understand. The Archives. Yeah, the National Archives making threats. You're going to go beat up the librarian? Really? And then this is all capped off by Lindsey Graham this past weekend oh, he's a saying, well, if you know, if Trump's indicted or arrested, there's, there's going to be riots. The there's going to be violence. It's like... So later on, when we're going to bring this back up again after the violence and everything settled down and we're going to say, Lindsey, remember when you said, what are you going to say, you bitch? Yeah. The same thing you said when we brought back up the, he's a misogynist, he's an anti-religious, everything you said against Trump. And now you got your tongue so far up his asshole that you're tasting kidneys and you want to know why everybody hates you. Yep. You're an opportunistic bitch. Yeah, he's a leech. Lady J. He Lady really is. G. He's a leech. I should really know my letters better. You should by Lady now. G. <laughs> bitch. I can't I can't tell you how he makes my skin crawl. I know. I can't tell you how he makes my skin crawl. Yeah. Oh, well, there were worse ones like Jesse Helms. No, uh, him, I, him I uh, abhor. Lindsay is particularly offensive to me. Okay. It's like It's like... It's like Leslie Jordan, okay? Le Leslie Jordan, the comedian? Yeah. The com comic doctor? Yeah. What do you mean? Okay, it's like Leslie Jordan. It's like Leslie Jordan's whole character on Will and Grace. Where okay. he refuses to acknowledge yes. that he's gay. Yeah, he's gay. This is my friend Rory, That's my Lindsay business Graham. associate. That's Lindsey Graham. <laughs> ain't a gay person. But not as funny. Ain't a gay Well, He didn't have these writers. Let's That's be fair. true, too. Uh, but they ain't a gay prostitute in Washington, D.C. that doesn't have a story about well, who they call. Lady G. Yep. Can't stand that man. <laughs> the turtle either. I don't like the turtle either. Oh, uh, Mitch McConnell. Mitch McConnell. Yeah, I, uh, please, yeah. Uh, he's, please, he's disgusting. Yeah. Don't get me started. Made of foreskin. <laughs> Just gross. But anyway, on to our next topic under the weekend. Not fascism. that foreskins are gross. I think that people made from foreskins are gross. I don't think that foreskins themselves, in their natural habitat, when I would naturally come into contact with them, are gross. In fact, I've enjoyed them. Thank you for clarifying that. I just don't want to get letters. <laughs> Hate mail from Alabama. Where what do you, you mean you don't like foreign skins? Where you been, Alabama? I miss you. Uh, uh, Spanish, Spanish fort? Spanish, Spanish fort. Fort. I miss you. I do, I miss you, where you been? Anyway, on to our next part of the week in fascism. Might as well talk a little bit about Donald Trump and the whole Mar-a-Lago raid and all the ensuing document battles going on in court and everything going on right now. What do you think? What's, what's your take? Well, as, a, as a trained attorney, as a legal scholar, as a mind. My question, well, I think, will he be indicted? Yeah. Yes. And this is keeping aside everything from January 6th. This is just dealing with the documents that he basically 
obviously concealed at Mar-a-Lago. Will he be indicted for that, I think? Yes, he will. Will he be arrested? If he is, it won't happen until after the November election. Here's my thing. Okay. American justice. Uh-huh. Which is to say, a justice system thought out to be fair and to be equitable initially, although the words were wrong and... They didn't include women or black people. But the thought of the vict of the accused having their day. Yes. How many times do they get to happen? How many times does he get to just say, I don't know. I don't know. I, I, the whole thing is so disgusting to me. The, the whole double judicial system at the same time that he gets treated differently in that. Well, that's the whole thing they keep on bringing. Well, what about Hillary? What about Hillary in the emails? And, and it's like, yeah, they did. How many God knows investigations of her? They didn't find her doing anything with criminal intent. What's they the basically said that she was negligent and reckless, but they didn't find any criminal intent on her part as they're finding in here. Well, the explanation for that has become that it's politicized. Yes, that's the next That the, the Department of Justice is politicized. That'll be the next argument. Well, no, it's, I've been hearing it, which is why I'm saying, were you around for, what's his name? Uh, uh, Trump's attorney general who bailed ship right, is it right, right before the... I mean, Jeff, Sefshi- Jeff no, Sessions? No, 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 later. The William last Barr? one, Bill William Barr. Okay. That motherfucker was installed for political purposes. Of course. To accomplish political goals. Yep. And he worked to that end. Yes, he did. To an extent. And then 1-6 happened. And then... Uh, okay, so if 1-6... And six, then it basically ended. If 1-6 was his... 1-6 uh, he couldn't do any damage control. Uh, uh, you know, and he uh, realized He's that. no hero to me. No, he's not a hero. Um, that he, that he, To me, he left the sinking ship like a rat at the very last minute. His defenses and his... Talk about political politicalization of the Department of Justice. Yeah. That's what William Barr was. Yeah. Now, this and guy And Jeff here, Sessions also. Jeff, well, yeah, but Jeff, Jeff To me, Jeff Sessions, even though he's disgusting, uh, had a little bit more dignity or pride because he left. Was he fired? What, what, what was the deal with that? How did he I wasn't him? sure if he was fired or if he, he resigned, but he left when Trump was done with him. So, as uh, usual, when Trump's done with you, you go in one way yeah. or the other. But do you, think he'll, do you think Trump will eventually be arrested in this situation? I, you know what? I think if he's not, there has to be a really, really good explanation. That you got to come up with something brand new and to not arrest him. Well, that's, I mean, this is a completely unique situation. I mean, none of this even happened under Nixon. No, primarily because Nixon was pardoned by Ford. So there were no, no further crimes to investigate against him. Well, don't be... I, I, uh, interesting, because I'm thinking, well, the next Republican president just... Pardon Trump. Trump. That's very possible. That's very, very possible. I believe it's probably... Will he go to jail? Will he be arrested? Well, that's thing. If arrested, will he be convicted? I'll tell you what... And if he's convicted, will he actually serve jail time? Here's the thing. I have been bitching about Merrick Garland for a year and a half. But he's been... With with everything going on with this whole situation... I'll tell you what... Separate from 1-6, they have been... The FBI and the Justice Department really have been on top of this. They... Merrick Garland has Donald Trump by By the the balls. Yeah. And the... Don't think for a second that that thing that picture that we that they released last night of the documents on the floor next to the th- was not there were meetings about releasing that picture that you know what i mean that was a big fucking deal he is merrick garland is not fucking around no, they're gonna count anytime like trump and his team come out with something like this they're gonna hit right back they slammed him they're so hit right hard back. that's what they've been doing since the beginning they have not been letting go and in a way biden has like come to life now retort 
metaphorically speaking, yeah. with some of his uh, things that he's saying. He actually called out the MAGA Republicans as semi-fascists, for maybe, God's sake. Maybe the Democrats are seeing that we can have balls, too. We can be bitches. Like, you know, we can say what it is. The, the guys are fucking fascists. Well, especially now with, when the number one issue among American voters is saving our democracy, now is the time to strike. You know? It, you know, and I like that it's Joe Biden because he's such a guy. He's such an Uncle Joe. He's such a I nice know. guy. He's such a nice guy. But I, I don't want, want him... to see him run again in 2024. I, that's not what I'm, I'm talking about immediately. Right at this second. He is of that generation that that is that is the patriotic belief. He's got the belief. He's oh, got yeah. it bad. And, he, and he's going to do what it takes. Whatever he... I want him to be... No, to go out... Not as the, you know, comforting Uncle Joe who's going to give you an Amstel. I want him to go out as the guy who brought down fascism. Yeah. I, that's what he deserves. Yep. I think, yeah. A few of them deserve that. Yeah. You know, with the careers that they've had. I think John McCain deserved that. Yeah. Didn't happen for him, but I know. Liz Cheney. What do you think about Liz Cheney? What's going on? She's not coming back. We uh, we know she's not coming back. And we know her career is set for life. She's going to do whatever. Well, she, she may run for president in 2024. I would love that. Well, they're saying that if she does, they think they are saying it could hurt Biden more than it could hurt Trump. I agree. Which I agree also. I think there are enough independents and Democrats who don't know enough about Liz Cheney that they would vote for her. Yeah, because, because they all forget Liz Cheney supported Trump's agenda up until January 6th. Okay. She was a Trump Republican as far as I'm concerned. Did not she vote for him? What am I saying? Did you hear that language? Did not she vote? Um... <laughs> Uh, impeachment? Oh, of course, yeah, she did vote for impeachment, yeah. Okay, so she's been, I mean, the first impeachment trial was well before January 6th. I mean, she went... No, the first one was way before, yes. So she's Because been, that, was, that was the whole thing with Russia and, uh... Right. And Ukraine. And what's his name? The guy, uh, Miller. Mueller. Stephen, no, uh, the Mueller investigation. Mueller, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was so, all that. So, so, so she's been willing to, like, stand up and say... I don't know if she voted for impeachment in that in Well, that was the question, and you said yes. I thought you meant... The second one. I don't know. The second one still is, you know, for a Republican, the second one was even worse. But like I said, she's still a diehard conservative Republican. I I couldn't vote for her. I'm sorry. I would rather not vote for Liz Cheney. I admire everything she's been doing for the past two years in fighting against Trump. She She should be applauded for that. She deserves respect. Definitely. I give her, her, you know, great respect for that. But politically, though, I would never vote for her. A little too hawkish, a little too military, a little too uh, conservative, a little, you know, religious. And I don't even think she's from Wyoming, right? They, they're not that religious up there. Unless they are, and I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. Probably. <laughs> I've never been to Wyoming. It's 12 people up there. <laughs> Do we have listeners in Wyoming? No. No? Nope. No, no one in... So fuck that. <coughs> fuck they with their cows. Right. Whatever, bitches. Anyway, we now move on to our next segment, wherein we like to watch. Oh. The watching you, watching you, watching you, watching you. I love that. Me too. I do. What's her name? Who's? The girl, who's the woman, who's who's that? That's not a man singing. Bitch. Or a woman singing. Listen to my words. What is your word? Who suggested that we should use that? That was Denise Lardy. Okay. I want to give credit to Denise Lardy. We did that the very first time we played this. I know. And I may do it again. Oh, 
Okay. Okay. I'm okay. impressed. It was a great fucking suggestion, and it was obvious. <laughs> right in front of both of us. Oh, and we apologize to Denise. It seems that she was listening to our most recent episode while she was driving, and she may have had some kind of drama while driving. Yeah, Denise, how She posted something on Facebook about that. <laughs> I hope you were wearing your seatbelt, Denise. She'll be fine. She's a small, <laughs> she's a small woman. She came up with the most obvious fucking thing in the world. <laughs> so, so anyway, what have, what have you been watching this week, Tomas? Yeah, you're gonna laugh at me, and you're gonna offer me. Fucking Let me guess. Is it RuPaul? It is. How did I know? I discovered something. I discovered <coughs> something interesting. Yes. So it literally is a global thing. Okay. RuPaul's Drag Race. Yes. Because they have RuPaul's Drag Race. Drag Race. Okay. America. Yes. England, Australia, Canada. Okay. Uh-huh. France, Spain, Italy, uh, Thailand. It's the United Nations of drag racing. Oh, what I'm saying is it's all over. Everybody understands what this is. This is all over the place. And I have tried watching all of them. Oh, my God. I cannot. It, it, I find it difficult to watch the ones that are conducted entirely in a foreign language. Your France's. Do they have one in Germany? They don't. But really? I, I know. It's weird, right? Wow. I'd be so surprised. Uh, Thailand, I can't. Okay, with the exception of Spain. Okay. Because Spain has the best pit crew imaginable. Okay. So now she's got Philippines happening. Okay. Okay. She's not the host. But the Philippines, they speak in a sort of patois of English and Filipino. Okay. And Spanish. And they have all of the... And instantly, so the dialect is very. It's very. I can. It's. It's actually uh, a little more interesting to me because because of that. Like all, I hear an English sentence and I turn around and look, and by the time my eyes get there, she's speaking in in Spanish. Okay. Or in Filipino, whatever. I don't know if that's the Filipino. Is that what it's called? Filipino, the language they speak. I don't think there's a Filipino language. I think there's native language. Well, there's there. this. There used to. Be I don't Spain. know what the majority language is. I can find out for yeah, you. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's really interesting that uh, yeah so I'm I, I I tend to be watching that because it's that combination sh- sort of Filipinglish Philippines have here. official um, language oh, I'm sorry there is a language called Filipino okay but there are like 19 languages exactly. spoken there exactly yeah. and of course English is one of them and yep. Spanish because they were yeah Spanish Arabic is uh, big there also is it yeah. According to this, yeah. So, but evidently, in, they all know all of it because they speak to each other in different languages from sentence to sentence. Yeah. Like any Spanish family will tell you they spoke Spanglish. Right. Uh, you know, people would be screaming in different language and yelling at each other, and all of a sudden, one of them would say, the TV. So, there was that combination. But here it happens, it seems to happen anyway, on a dime. Okay. So, that is, it's a different take on it. Listen, I know you and me and the RuPaul's Drag Race, and you roll your eyes. I didn't my eyes? Yes, you did. I did not. You rolled your metaphorical eyes. <laughs> you always do. Let me guess. RuPaul's Drag Race. If that's not metaphorically rolling your She's eyes. She's got metaphorical eyes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this, 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 uh, this, yes, it is. Every one of them is exactly the same. They, it follows a formula. It changes only the language. You, sometimes you can't say and don't fuck it up. And each they have their each country has their own version of that, depending to what they're allowed to say on television. Right. Some places aren't allowed to give cash prizes. Written. Wow. They can't get cash prizes. Huh. 
That's odd. You're not allowed to. You're not allowed to give cash prizes on a game show in the, in Britain. Wow, weird. That right? is weird. I wonder why. Only be, and I know that why RuPaul's Drag Race, of course. So uh, there are differences from from location to location, and that's fun. And that, but it's the same exact fucking thing. It's the same exact thing. It's the same exact thing. It's the same. It's a, it's a different a, language. A format that works that I thoroughly enjoy. What have you been watching? I've been watching a lot, actually. Steve oh, you I. even bent your wrist when you said that. So yes. No, you meant it. Yes, very, I did. We were watching plenty. I think just about all of it was on Netflix, too. Okay, what'd you watch? First, we watched this limited series called The Girl in the Mirror. It was this Danish supernatural mystery about this group of students on this bus trip. And on the way back, and they're like in this mountainside, because it's in Denmark, of course. And something or some there kind of creature There are a lot of in Denmark? I guess so. In this area, they were. But um, some kind of creature or whatever goes like right in front of the bus and the bus crashes. Uh Uh-oh. And then it follows the consequences of what happens after the crash. The diamond party? No, no. It's nothing that that dramatic or cannibalistic. Okay. Okay. More more supernatural. But really, really good. Nice twist to the story. All right. Yeah. Really, really enjoyed that. What else? We watched a great serial killer series, a Spanish one, called The Chestnut Man. Let me ask you a question. Yes. Before this whole thing. Yes. Because I remember back season, season, what, uh, do we do seasons? No, we do episodes. Episode three, episode five. I would talk about serial killers. Yes. And you would mock me. Yes. Because you watch all the true story ones. We like watching the fictional ones because there's a dramatic storyline with it. It's not all about the killer, you know. So a real life serial killer. But all these story people watch all these, all these, not only the serial killer, but all the true crime all the stories. True crime. And yeah, yeah, we're white women, man. Like we sit so, down and we watch and we drink wine. There's like so much I can listen to that. Oh, uh, okay. You know? so, so your special serial killer stories. Go ahead. I like the, I like the fictional ones. Uh, I, I do watch the non-fictional ones as well. Okay. But we primarily like the fictional ones, such and as what was the Chestnut one? Man. The Chestnut Man. Yeah. He would leave little chestnut, uh, these, what they call chestnut men, uh, you know, little figures made out of chestnuts Cars, at the yeah. at the murder scenes. So, like, ooh, Radley. And it's the story of this woman detective, and she's paired with this forensics guy who was only there to fill in for a few days or weeks or whatever. And he actually becomes more involved in the story eventually. And it's really, really good. Long and how they work yeah. together yeah. and how they discover things. Yeah, you know yeah, how yeah. it is. Talk about your formula. But it was good, though. Oh, right, good. And you're guessing it to the very end as to who the killer was. Some are better than others. Yep, this was really good. I enjoyed it. All right. Then we watched a two-part documentary. It seems to be part of an anthology series called Untold. And, oh, I, why, that's on my save list. And this first one was called The Girlfriend Who Didn't Exist. I hmm. saw that. You saw I this? I saw that. That was the football player. Yes. Name was uh, Manti or Manti Teo. That's fucked up. And it's a, it's a, um, yeah, it's a messed up story. Yeah, it's that a, was. It's a messed up story. I could, because I remember when it happened and everyone was saying. So you, I have no memory of it. Oh, yeah. I remember when the whole story happened. I have no when memory. it broke. And it's like, how could his girlfriend not be real? But and then you find out, then you find out from the story. For purposes. Yes, she was real she to was an extent. Real. She existed on the internet. That was the extent of their relationship was the internet and phone calls in which she tricked him then at, when she had like talking to other family members. And to stuff. him, she was real. Yeah, to him, she was very she real. She existed. And he had receipts. And then the games that she played, first she's first saying that she died. I'm sorry, the whole... And then and she it, said she came back and... It's just, oh my God, what a story that was. Yeah, it was sad. So that was really good. So I'm looking at my Netflix. 
Netflix list to yes. see if I continue watching. Okay. I don't know. Uh, okay. Something with a... Ho- oh, oh, okay. The elite. Oh, the Elite. Steven watched that. He wants me to watch that. Pieces of Her. I've only watched one episode. I uh, haven't seen that. Murder Among the Mormons. Oh, no. I haven't seen that. You kind of get a really good idea of why they murder each other. <laughs> um, Stranger Things I haven't looked at in months. Okay. I just killed my dad. Yeah, I saw that on there. I'm not really interested in that one yet. Uh, So that's my Netflix. Go ahead. What what, what else you got? The last one is this suspense series called Stay Close. It's a British series. I don't like it. It's based on the writings of this guy named Harlan Coben. He seems to have been the writer or executive producer on a number of series based on his books. Okay. And this is about a woman who's happily married. She has four kids. But she had a past life basically working as a pole dancer at some strip club. Okay. And it's all well, coming back. And, and now it's coming back to haunt her. So what? we've been watching that. That's been really good. Right. Because there's like three stories going on, and they seem like they're separate, but they're all actually connected. Right, that's like, uh, yeah, okay. Which is, I, I always like that, so. I'm looking forward to The Patient. No, I haven't heard of that one. It's brand new, that's why. Okay. It's on, it's on Hulu. Ah. There's only two episodes released. It's on FX on Hulu. Okay. It's not a Hulu original. Okay. It's an FX original. Ooh. The Patient. And I think it's about details. Hold on. Uh, The Patient is a psychological thriller from the minds of Joel Fields and Joel Weisenberg, the Americans. Okay, didn't watch that. About... A therapist, Alan Strauss. Oh, yes! I saw the commercials for this now. Yes! Except now it says it's played by Steve Carell. And yes! And takes all the interest out of it. No, it looks good. It actually does look it does interesting. Look it does look interesting. Who's held prisoner by a former... By a patient. Yeah, that's Sam the premise. Fortner, played by Dom Gleason, who I think I saw... Oh, I, so we saw him in the Lieutenant of Inishmore. Lieutenant of Inishmore, yep. yeah. Good actor. Who reveals himself to be a serial killer. Sam has an unusual therapeutic demand for Alan curb his homicidal urge. that's not on yet right it, no now there are two episodes available oh it's on now okay yeah. oh I definitely want to start watching yeah, that yeah I then. just turned on the log. yeah so let's wrap this up so I can go home and watch okay in that case then we will go on to our next segment who's that god Karen you are so stupid so stupid yes it's time for people saying stupid things I can't even pick it's like oh this like, is a, this was an easy one this shooting is, fish in a barrel yeah exactly because she's been on before but she said this and I I, I had to include her Lauren Boebert oh an endless supply yes Talking about Joe Biden, and uh, I guess this is about after he did the whole student loan forgiveness thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she just went on a tirade about him, and she said, How the heck could Joe Biden call America First conservatives a threat to democracy with a straight face and a dry diaper? So classy. Yeah, she, I mean, they, they all kind of resort to that. I know. He's the one who allowed millions to invade our southern border. He's the one who's robbing hardworking Americans to pay for Karen's daughter's degree in lesbian dance theory. Who's Karen? And I was a dancer. I never heard of lesbian dancing. <laughs> Such a thing doesn't exist. Exactly. Okay, so stop yourself. She basically got that from, because I did a little research on the phrase lesbian dance theory. Oh, God. And it's shown up in other memes and other people's social media posts. Because there's nothing original coming out of that woman. Yeah, of course not. Why You know why would that be? But it was just, just like... Children who will hate her 20 years. Yeah, I'm sorry. I mean, she's supposed to be making fun of, like, some of the liberal arts degrees of people I College, you know, I, I get that. But I, you say something like this, and it's like lesbian dance theory. That actually sounds no, the interesting. Point, the, the, yeah, <laughs> well, 
Yeah, because lesbians have a theory about everything. Of so course they why do. Why wouldn't they have a theory about dance? <laughs> the tra- Actually, the trailer hitch ballet. Now here's what I'm saying. <laughs> like, I'm thinking instead of toe shoes, we got Birkenstocks. But right? I think there's something here, and I, I I'm interested. <laughs> I'm a completely offensive and horrible. And I know. I mean, we are. We're being very bad uh, right uh, now. Yeah, but yeah, but the I, whole the whole idea is just like ridiculous. Just shut the, just shut the fuck up. You don't like liberal arts, okay? Right. I know. But she has nothing original to say. She has nothing classy to say. You got to mention Joe Biden. She has nothing. Diaper. She has nothing to contribute to the American political dialogue. She you has wanted, nothing. You wanted to rise above making fun of the president's diaper bag. Diaper. Yep. You know, you wanted to rise above that. You want to vote for people who are going to say, you know what? So he wears a diaper. Yeah. I'm not his secret care. service agent. I don't care. Whatever. People are gross. I know. And I'm right. gross. Because I, you know, I totally partake in this on the other side. <laughs> I admit to that. <laughs> Donald Trump and his, like, I can't walk down a ramp. The fuck was that about? I don't know. But they put ramps up for people who can't walk. Of like, course. You can't walk down a ramp? But anyway, to Lauren Boebert, we say... Stupid! You're so Yes, so you are. And now it's time for our little Julie Ooh, Andrews. Oh. Whiskers on kittens, bright copper kettles and warm woolen mittens, brown paper packages tied up with strings. These are a few of my favorite things. The diction is so freaking perfect. Right? <gasps> Did you fix it? No, we didn't fix it yet. We uh, have, we've been busy. We had tech week and everything. No, I thought on. maybe you fixed it and I spoke over it. Nope, nope, nope. We haven't fixed it yet, but maybe we will I should fix just it. speak over it from here on <laughs> But the diction is just insane. Yes. But anyway, for our five faves today, being as the end of the summer, oh God, I we're now going nice. into Labor Day weekends. Yeah. So our topic for tonight was our five favorite things about this past summer. Which reminds me of Mrs. Keller's kindergarten class. <laughs> Consider this your first school essay then. What did you do this summer? <laughs> You want to name yours one at a time, or you want to name them all at once? I don't have five. You, you have to have five. I don't have five, even though you say I have to. Yes. No, you don't have that much control. <laughs> I'm going to say the, the parade was fun. Yes, that was a lot of fun. The Long Island Pride Parade. That was fun. And marching with that for the podcast. That was a great day for us. That was good. That really was. Good day. And it was fun. Except for the crummy rain and for like three or four hours in the morning. But aside from that, it was great. Great well, time here afterwards when we partied. It was nice. It was a good day. Good day. First one on my list was, I said, performing in a show. Because I never normally do summer shows. I Why like, is that? Because it's too damn hot. Oh. Okay. <laughs> so I don't like doing theater in the summertime. Excuse me. Cold Porter. But I was asked to do one, like I said, two weeks before the show opened. You know, the one I'm in now, the Scarecrow, Ms. Gale. And I'm glad I did. I really am. I play Professor Marvel. And... Professor Marvel. Yes. And is he as we remember him? He, so to speak, yes. Okay. Yes, so to speak. I'm not biting on that. <laughs> so, so is it my turn? Second it's one? now your turn. My second favorite memory of the summer. Hmm. Was it working or working? Or practicing the steno or working? What do you mean you have favorite memories of the summer? What do you think I did all summer? What did I do? I had a show that went really well. See? That's okay. good. That happened to be scheduled for August. 
Okay. Okay, so yeah, that's a summer thing that I really enjoyed. Good. Right, See? Good. So okay. you thought of one. All right, I thought of one. It wasn't that bad, okay. now was it? Yeah, what's your second? My second was a weekend that we spent at our friend Liz Zimmerman's upstate home with her and her husband, Chris, and her sister, and we had a great time up there. Okay, that was with the dogs. Yep. No, no, our dogs stayed here, but they had three dogs up there, like three or four dogs up there. Yeah, they were the older dogs. Yeah. I remember the story. Yes, we told the story about them. Yeah, I was there. And it was just such a beautiful weekend up there. Great weather, great scenery, great uh, company. Yeah, that was a, that was a highlight of the summer for me. Let me think of what traveling I did. I went to I went to I went to Restaurant Depot. Um, I went to Farmingdale. Okay, okay, a couple of times Hudson Street, Farmingdale. Ooh, uh, yeah, it's fancy. <laughs> um, yeah, I didn't do much traveling. Uh, I, I I don't know. I don't I don't have anything else to tell you. Okay. Like it was just that boring grown up adult summer. I didn't go to the beach. Okay. I didn't go to the beach to hear the local bands. I di- I didn't do any of that. Okay. I didn't go on any dates. <laughs> I got my hair cut today. I noticed. It's very pretty. Yeah, thank you. Is it still summertime? Can I, st- can I talk about things that happened today? It was one of your... Th- well, you already told us one now. Yeah, so. I got my I got my hair cut. Okay. What else did I do this summer? Well, can I get my next one now? Yeah, whatever you want. I'm just, I'm just <laughs> riffing. My third one is seeing the Molly Bloom play on Bloomsday at the New York... The uh, Irish Rep Theater in Manhattan. Okay. That was that was a real treat. Because we got to see it on Bloomsday. It was based on the last chapter of Ulysses. And if you're going to see Bloomsday, you got to see it on Bloomsday. That's right. Otherwise, it's not worth seeing Bloomsday if it's not on Bloomsday. And Stephen and I went with our friends, Christopher and Deborah Rupee. And they must have loved it. They loved it as much as we did, I think. I have no idea. We had a great dinner. We had a nice dinner beforehand, dinner, dinner and drinks. And then we went to the theater, and we actually met the, uh, the co-writer collaborator on the script and the, the actors who did the show because it was a one woman show that is thrilling and she performed for an hour and a half that just herself on stage amazing it really was it was a great time okay so that was my number three on my list and your fourth you, you don't have a fourth one bitch did I, roll back the tape and <laughs> listen to what I just said my fourth one spending time here at home so it, you it, were digging the bottom of the barrel too well no because we had missed our vacation, you know, which really killed us, especially me. Like the first three days, I cried about missing our vacation. Well, yeah, but because you're I was in the hospital. But we were here at home a lot, and I didn't mind so much, you know. I actually liked being here at home. I liked being able to work at home in the summertime, not having to go commuting to the city or anything like that. You know why? Why? Because you're 60. <laughs> yes, I fully admit it. I'm getting old and lazy in my old age. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I enjoy, I enjoyed working in my yard, my gardens and everything. I enjoyed sitting out in my backyard. I you know, re- rarely do that. I've been doing it quite a lot this season. Running the horses. Yeah, running the horses. <laughs> Just the horses' asses. Yeah. And your fifth one? was spending time with my friends. Oh, you should write for like fucking cards. Or- <laughs> what do they call a uh, hallmark? Yeah, spending time with friends. But it's true though. That's true though. I enjoyed the time that I spent with my friends this uh, summer. All right, good for you, you know, with between COVID and everything else going on. Yeah, yeah. You know, haven't had a lot of time just to spend and talk with friends. Yeah, I've you know I spent some time with friends. I had a lunch with Michelle. No, oh, that's uh, right. Yes, you I've told seen us about a that times. Yeah. She's always a bitch, which I can say because she don't listen to the podcast. Yeah, you know, Arlene. Okay. I've had a lot of fun with Arlene. I love Arlene. Arlene's great. Yeah, she is. She's the best. Yeah, so can we be done with five favorite things? We're done with five favorite things now. Are you you happy? 
Please. <laughs> we'll now move on to our next segment. Oh, get off my lawn. Did you hear me? I said get off my lawn now. Yes, it's time for the grumpy old game and gripe of the week. You can go first this time, because mine's going to be a little bit long. The only thing about you that's a bit long. Oh! Stay in your lane. <laughs> that's my gripe. That's your gripe? Stay in your lane. Are you referring to anything in particular? Yes. Can you elucidate or illuminate us? Elucinate. Elucidate. Elucinate. Or illuminate. No. <laughs> Can you just tell us then? No. Why not? My gripe of the week is people who don't stay in their lane. Okay. Are you talking literally, metaphorically? I'm talking about, uh, yes. Both? Both. Okay. Yes. Is there anyone in particular who, who lately has come into your lane that has That's, it's triggered gripe of, this it's, it's gripe? It's gripe of the week, right? Yes. Yes. So, Yes. Okay. Also, why are you trying to get blood out of this stone? Because <laughs> that's what I do. No, okay, so give your long-winded gripe. It's like week. I'm taking a deposition oh, I here. Know what your gripe I'm asking you questions. I know what your gripe is. Uh, yes, you week do week. know my oh, gripe God. of the week. Can I go pee while you give it to me? No, you, you oh. can't. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> All right, so go ahead, because I know it's the end, and, and I finally get to go pee and get out of here. Yes, I will give my gripe of the week. Here we go. And that is Facebook, Facebook. does not understand satire or parody. Can I ask you a question right off the bat? Yes. What makes you think an algorithm understands Oh, this wasn't just an algorithm. Kind of this involved people, too, and I'm going to get to all that. Uh, of course you are. So what had happened was, earlier this week, I started posting these pictures that were parodies of children's books. Some of them very funny. Yes, and I share, I, by the way, I posted all of these on the blog, so you can go see them all yourself, the ones I posted. And I have this one, this children's book called Flowers Are Very Pretty, But We Make More Money Growing Pot. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. The next one I have is it shows a family in a car, and it says, Daddy hopes he has enough rope in the trunk. That's a serial killer. Trunk. Right? That's funny. Lastly is one called Billy is an Asshole, in which a little boy is talking to a deer and says, Hey, Bambi, say hi to your mom for me. That's dark. <laughs> yes. Dark, yeah. Those, none of those got me in trouble, though. Okay, what did? The one that got me in trouble was a book. It's a picture of a monkey, I guess, or a chimp, sitting there in human clothing in a chair, reading a book at a table. And the book's title is Zippy Denies the Holocaust. Okay. And at the bottom it says, my little comp reader. <laughs> my little comp. Mine little comp mine reader. Little as in mine comp. My little reader, yeah. Okay. So this was what I posted. And that's what got you banned. And that immediately got taken down and told I was suspended for six days. Six days. And I can appeal, so I filed an appeal. Because that's what you do. You're and a that's lawyer. That's what I do. It's about appeals. And, you know, I was like, this post was not put up to promote Holocaust denialism. It was put up to point out the ridiculousness of the book itself, for God's sake. Which is offensive. To Holocaust deniers. How could that book be offensive? Because it makes fun of Holocaust deniers. Well, yes, but I don't think anyone really cares about offending the feelings of Holocaust deniers. Except... Holocaust deniers. And their friends and family. <laughs> oh, oh, yes. Um, so, the, Patrick, those people exist. Well, are you naive? What the fuck is the matter with you? <laughs> You don't think that Holocaust deniers aren't going to be offended by that market? Who's going to be offended by the Bambi joke? <laughs> Dear. But 
that's I mean. I mean, the other title, I mean, this is one is about Daddy's going to go kill his family. Okay, so you got all your... That was okay. No, not all the... But I put up the one of the monkey because it mentions Holocaust denial. That gets banned right away. Yes. Because it violates their community standards. And I'm like, it's satire. It's parody. I said, look at it in the context of the other pictures I posted. So did you speak to a person? No, I did not speak to a person, but they reviewed it. They they wrote back to me saying they reviewed my appeal. And they were sticking with the original sentence against me of six days suspension. Which you believe was a live person that told you? I would... Be- I would- that's what I am assuming. First of all, you're adorable. <laughs> Second of all, this is absolutely the algorithm. Yeah. So so you can... I mean, when no- you look at the other things that I've been cited for, it's like, this is ridiculous. But, you, but, but you're talking about something that can't see subtlety. No, obviously not. There's no... that you, ha- you have to understand what parody is to understand that what you're looking at is parody. Same thing with farce. Same thing is with... This would be like Broadway saying, no, you can't do the producers at this theater. That's a, that's the equivalent of it to me. There ain't a Broadway theater ever would say that. Of course not. 16 tons. Of course not. But the whole point of that show was they did a show about Hitler that was supposed to offend people and it becomes a Broadway hit. Uh, could you say the same thing about Book of Mormon? Uh, right, yeah. Yeah, but probably not because uh, people aren't after Mormons the way they are Jews. No, I know. So I, I just saw it, I, I just uh, it exasperated me to yes. say the least. I think that Holocaust jokes are very rarely funny, and even when they're funny, they're tasteless. <laughs> like, well, there's one told by this comedian Jimmy Carr Spring that he got he Hitler, got in a lot of trouble for it too. Spring time for Hitler is funny. Yes, it is. It's tasteless as fuck. Of course, it is. Okay, which is how you get away with now a monkey looking at a book and Jimmy denies the the the, the Zippy denies the Holocaust. Zippy denies the Holocaust. I mean, the whole it, it's just it's ridiculous looking. It's, Come on, you is, have to is. see it as being ridiculous. I did. I saw it. I posted a couple of those silly. They were they're out for a day or two. The Silly children's titles. Yeah. I, you know, like the children's the book, books parody. The book I just read. Golden books and all the happy families. And yeah, I, I, I saw them. And I, you gotta, you, you gotta stay away from the Holocaust. It's just not funny. Obviously, yeah, I can't... It's not, it's not, there is no gray area there. No, obviously you can only talk about it with reverence and that's it. You can't make any kind of irreverent humor related to it it's at all too soon. on Facebook. Too soon. Too soon. Hello. <laughs> it's been... What's his name? 80 years. What's his name? Who? The Facebook guy. Uh, Mark Zuckerberg. Right. <laughs> And I'm not saying that to be anti-Semitic. What I'm saying is that this, it's, it's not to make light of it. Somebody's going to be insulted by that. But I see this shit it doesn't give me much hope for the future of artificial intelligence. I'll you're, tell you that. It's it's first. <laughs> your your intent here is to be sardonic and ironic and and. My intent was to make people laugh. Right. Exactly. Because it was funny to me. Exactly. You know, it was meant to be funny. This was not meant to be taken seriously by anybody I understand that and and the people who your target audience is your friends your family understood that of course okay. especially coming from me especially coming from me. I understand I understand you I also understand that it's not funny what's not funny first of all the joke isn't funny I think it's very funny. I know you do because you reposted it on your Facebook page and here you are bringing it up a week later about how you got six days of suspension you're a bad boy. But do you think that it's so offensive that it deserves me being suspended from Facebook for six days? Personally? No. Thank you. 
Uh, I will with the caveat. Oh, a caveat. Of, oh, oh, you're gonna roll your eyes. Sounds like a fucking attorney. The caveat is there's two parts. One, I am not a Holocaust denier. So mocking. Well, a neither am I. Mocking a Holocaust denier does not offend me. Well, of course not. Okay. Two, I am not a Holocaust survivor or related to a Holocaust survivor. No. So it doesn't cut as deeply to me as it would to somebody who might be. Oh, well, let's just say Jewish. Okay. So, so I. I don't know if it's offensive to the Jews. I know it's pretty offensive to Holocaust deniers because it makes them look like monkeys. I think most Jews would probably get that joke. I would be very surprised at anyone being offended by that. I really would be. I, I'm surprised you're surprised. Um, the only ones who seem to be offended are the Victorian censors who work at Facebook. Okay, and that's but that's who you have to get past. Obviously, and don't do, don't you believe for a second there was a, somebody on the other side of that, those messages? Oh, you don't think any human reviewed it I don't at think all? Any human reviewed it at all? I okay, think it was all because, like you say, if a human had reviewed it, they would have said, "Yeah, it's tasteless, but it's not bad. It's not offensive. It doesn't offend anybody. No. It doesn't go out of the way." No, it's, it's not promoting Holocaust denialism. Yeah, it's not. No, it's, not, no. it's but you have to you have to be able to differentiate the fact that it's a monkey. A monkey is doing the denialing. So it makes the makes the, the people who are If it was a woman with big boobs and a bikini reading the book and it said Ms. Zippy denies the Holocaust, I don't think it would have been an issue. Uh, I think I don't think that's as funny as the monkey. No, I don't think so either. No. But I don't think it would have gotten me suspended either. Oh, I do. Oh, I don't know about that. I do. I think every time they have a woman with big boobs or half nude or whatever, it's okay by Facebook. Well, you should see Twitter. Oh, Twitter's fine. Please. Well, I, I have a whole separate Twitter account just for that. Oh, I don't need to do that. <laughs> you naughty, naughty boy. I'm, I'm a naughty, naughty boy. Okay. <laughs> I'm about to be dirt. Hey, I'm me. fighting for free speech here. Freedom of expression. You're looking at porn. You're up against. You're going up against a private company who yep. doesn't want anything to do with you. No kidding. Okay. So good luck. <laughs> I'm fighting a good fight. Yeah, you're fighting a a, a, a losing battle. <laughs> you, why are you going to go up against a private company? Also, incidentally, maybe the biggest company in the fucking world the most recognized symbol in the entire fucking world. And you're going to go up because they don't like monkeys denying fucking the Holocaust. Yes! Let me know how that goes. I will! I'm sure you will. <laughs> I'm standing up for the right of Simeon Holocaust deniers. Okay, good for you. I didn't know you were standing up. You know, looks like you're sitting down. Oh, my God. Well, I think it's safe to say that we have reached the conclusion of our episode for Please tonight. God. Please. <laughs> I think it's safe to say we didn't cover anything we covered from August 31st of last year. Okay. Uh, yeah, okay. <laughs> That's so totally a sign of your mental illness. <laughs> what? Is? Because nobody gives a shit what we talked about last August 31st. I do, and there will be people out there who just listen to a recent episode and they say, hey, wait a minute, they just talked about that in an episode I listened they to. They are not. Yes, they are. I promise you they are not. Oh, we'll see. 50, 52 <laughs> episodes. 50, see, 51. We can't, we can't even get that right. We, we do weekly episodes. Yes. And I, we're a week off. Well, yeah. Because our 52nd episode is, is scheduled to be next We week. also, we had a week off. We put in an, uh, an episode of uh, Outtakes. That's what I'm saying. So that's why we're off. But it actually coincided, though, that our 51st episode is on the recording of our very first released episode. And when was the anniversary of the release? 
Tuesdays? Uh, it was later that week. Doesn't that matter? Well, back then we were doing Tuesdays, so we could yes, we record on Tuesdays. But now we're recording on Wednesdays. That's why we're landing on the same days again. That will eventually change. Oh, we should go to Thursdays. <laughs> no. And yes, we'll just we'll no. just. Re- I'm the one who wants to stay up all night editing this. Record ourselves into oblivion. <laughs> just <laughs> every year, it's exactly the same thing. Exactly the same birthdays. Exactly the same history. Yeah, that will help increase viewership. Who's watching, A? And nobody's (laughs) listening. Who's listening? Lots of people. Lots of people. Can I go pee? No, we're almost done, so hold it in. All right, I'm not participating until my bye bitch is at the end. Fine. Be like that. This brings us to the conclusion of our episode again. We want to thank my husband and producer, Stephen Prendergast, for supplying the chocolate popums. They were quite delicious. We also want to remind everybody that you can find all of our episodes and all of our bonus material on www.grumpyoldgaymanandtheirdogs.com. And you can also follow us on Twitter and on Facebook, especially after my suspension has ended. I think it ends on Sunday or Monday. Such a thing. And I'm going to come back with a vengeance. <laughs> but that, I think, pretty much covers it. Anything Laughing else? Up. you have anything else to say, Tommy? I have to pee. No, you have to pee. Well, in that case, we're going to say, have a good night, have a good week, have a good life, and we'll see you next time. Bye, bitches. Bye, bye.